Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cash back. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Hey, Doug Benson here. A new podcast with two white guys named Doug is not what the world needs right now. But Wide World of Dougs is going to introduce you to Dougs of all races, creeds, and colors. My friend and fellow comedian, Doug Mellard. That's me. And I are going to meet all the best Dougs to prove that there are some great Dougs in the world. And some, I'm sure, you will want to call friend. And we'll always have some of the funniest women we know sitting in on the conversations as well. Because nobody knows any women named Doug, but women named Doug are always welcome. Subscribe now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Doug hates candy wrappers, screaming baby sticky seeds with 50 as in popcorn kernels in his teeth. There's still not one that he won't see. Hey, 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 everybody. My name is Doug, and I love masks. This is Doug Loves Movies, coming to you once again during hard times for another Homes Alone edition. It's Thursday, July 2nd, 2020. My guests today are Clark Collis, Joy L. Johnson, and Carmen Lynch. Hey, everybody. Hi. Hey, Boom. Hi. I always feel like... Everybody feels like they need to, uh, you know, be like uh, in sync, uh, you know, like in harmony, like yeah. the Three Stooges, when uh, when I have to introduce everybody all at the same time. Let's um, say hello individually and alphabetically, starting with first-time guest, senior writer at Entertainment Weekly, is Clark Collis. Hey, Doug, uh, how's it going? It's going pretty good. <laughs> I, I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why I said it in that fashion. I apologize. It's just it's the thing you say because it's like uh, you know it's like we're talking on the phone. It's uh, old school phone chat. Yes, uh, I'm going to listen to. <laughs> I, I should say that you know, longtime fan. Um, and uh, when I thought, when I dreamed of appearing on Doug Doug Loves Movies. Uh, I had an idea it might be in a comedy club, for instance, or, or some other sort of similar venue. Mm-hmm. Um, not sitting on the couch in my mother's house in uh, South Wales, where, where, you know, my sort of childhood home, with my uh, 90-year-old mother sitting six feet away from me. That wasn't quite the... Uh, hello, Mum. You want to say hello? <laughs> Aww. 
Well, I'll apologize. I'll apologize right now for the language because I got some really saucy guests on the show today. <laughs> That's okay. I've got my uh, I've got my I've got my earphones in, so we're good. Oh, okay. <laughs> so she's going to hear just your half, your, your yes. fourth of the conversation. I've told her that's the, that's the gold, basically. The, the rest is just not worth listening to at all. So that's great, though, that you're, you're, you know, you're with your mother and you can do most of what, you know, you're doing a lot of work remotely, I imagine, because like, the that is true. world is still churning. Yes, yes. It's it's a busy world reporting. It's pretty much a 24-hour job reporting on uh, where Tenet is currently. Uh, watching where, where, the, where Christopher Nolan's film Tenet is being released or when it's being released is now like essentially like watching the stock market. It's like a 24-hour position. Uh, you've just got to yeah, there's it on, like this, on an hour-by-hour hour basis. There's this big, uh, like, you know, show business, you know, movie chessboard that's got that yes. and Mulan and Fast and Furious and James Bond, all these movies that, like, just their date, they're, you know, it's more like, uh, you know, uh, it's about time that the, the movies were as fluid as uh, people tend to be. That's true. But it's also, like, <laughs> like, we have to report every time it moves, but, and I'm not making light of this, but... Yeah, they say, no, we're not going to release it next week. We'll release it the week after. And you just think, are you watching the news here? I don't think people are going to be going to the movies in two weeks' time. You know, I mean, I hope I'm wrong. I hope it's all cleared up by that. Some people, some people say that it's just going to disappear, but, I, but I'm not entirely sure that it is. Yeah, I think that uh, they're going to be uh, caught off guard if they, uh, you know, keep just moving the... Uh, it's like the airlines when they keep delaying a flight by an hour. It's just like, just say it. It's not gonna. Yes. We're not gonna go today. <laughs> you know? No, no, I, I agree. Um, but and yet, conversely, they're starting to make. You know, they're starting to make the new Jurassic World. Uh, they're starting to make the new Matrix movie in Germany, and I understand why they're doing this. But it's like, do you want to release some of these films? It's like buying someone a birthday present when they haven't unwrapped like the one you've just bought them. You know, it, it's sort of thinking too far ahead, almost. I think. Yeah, and besides, who wants who wants to see a Velociraptor on a Zoom call? That, that is true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for being here. Let's My say pleasure. hello to uh, Joyelle Johnson, who's returning to the show. How's it going, Joyelle? It's going fantastic. I just want to make sure Clark's mama ain't feeding him no answers over there, okay? He might be, <laughs> he might be on standby on Google. I don't trust it. Um, but yeah, no, happy to be here and happy to um, be talking to you, spending some time. Hey, buddy. You, um, I, think, uh, I think you won the uh, game portion of the show last time. I, I, uh, I didn't win last time. I was robbed. Oh, okay. I'm mm -hmm. gonna take we it gotta back. Go. There was controversy. There was controversy the last time. <laughs> there was controversy, and I we need to know: Are we doing full titles or are we not doing full titles? What are the rules? Oh, okay. <laughs> I think we'll have to uh, leave that up to our uh, our third guest joining us for uh, <laughs> maybe her third or fourth time on the show. Her new album. Vertically Obese is out now. It's Carmen Lynch. Hi, so excited to be here. It's been a while since I've done this. 
Yeah, so, it's been uh, a little while since probably the last time you were on might have been at the Gramercy Theater. At there. the Gramercy. Sure. So I'm going to yeah. say uh, no full titles because I won't, <laughs> I won't remember the full title name either. So <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's really tough when, uh, when all these movies keep coming up that have these, uh, you know, numbers and colons and uh, it just gets uh, way too... Uh, complicated so I'm trying to go easier on people because you know there is it is a, a rough time right now so the last thing people need is me saying no it's not a fellowship of the ring it's the fellowship <laughs> darn and that's one I would have gotten to get it together Carmen I'm trying <laughs> I'm not cheating I'm not looking at my phone I'm not talking to my parents they're in the kitchen so I'm not I'm good I'm not cheating Oh, so you're uh, locked in with the family as well? I'm in Virginia, but I'm going back to New York next week. I haven't been home since March, so I'm kind of excited. Don't oh, be yeah, that'll be a nice uh, change of scenery for you, uh, you know, in this thing. And I, you know, the way I understand it, and Joyelle, you can uh, weigh in as well, and Clark probably uh, knows this too. It seems like New York City, really, everybody did such a great job of uh, – locking down that it's they're in better shape than a lot of places are right now i mean fingers crossed yeah um i mean it says a man who's five thousand miles away from new york city um mm -hmm. but yeah i think so but it's just i don't know it's just like you know if you want to if you want to make god laugh tell him or her your plans you know uh i'm not i mean entertainment weekly we have two offices we have two main offices in new york and la and neither of them are occupied. One of the weird things we found is that we can put a magazine out remotely, but we actually don't know how to then send that magazine off to people that we've interviewed or whatever. Someone was like, could you send an interview? Could you send a magazine you know, to our client who you interviewed? And I'm like, I have no idea how to do that because usually I would just walk across the office and stick it in an envelope and then stick it in the mailbox. Um, it's just a weird sort of fluke of, of technology that we can... We can cause like two million issues of a magazine to be printed, but I can't like send it to anybody. Um, but <laughs> I'm not coming. But basically, I, there's a long-winded way of saying that I'm not coming back to America until like it, there's at least an office for me to go to. And I'm not even sure that's going to happen this year. I mean, I've got no insider knowledge really. But I know the New York Times have said like you know people don't have to come back and work until at least January, which which seems like a long time away. But uh, you know maybe, maybe that's what's going to happen. Yeah, we just don't know. That's the that's the tricky part. Joyelle, what's uh, what's the word on the street there in in New York? Hey, Clark, stay in Wales. Carmen, what? stay in Virginia. <laughs> Doug, stay in wherever L.A. I don't know or Texas. Where are you? I'm in um, California, but I can't. I'm on a no fly to New York. Like if I wanted to go to New York right now, I think they'd make me quarantine as soon as I got there. Um, yeah, no, because it seems like things are, are going to go back up in New York because I've been out, you know, specifically going to like the grocery store, things like that. But people are just out trying to have their margaritas in the sunshine. Uh, yeah. And God keeps telling us to go inside. There was a hailstorm in Brooklyn on Monday. And I think that's God saying, stay y'all's asses in the house. Um, so yeah, margaritas. Margaritas taste fine inside too. They know? sure do. Girl, a bottle is real <laughs> much cheaper. I take a whole <laughs> bottle of Jack Daniels and save my black behind in the house. So I suggest everyone else do as well. 
Yeah, I really, it's a shame that, uh, that, you know, that it seems like we have to go, you know, get back to as locked down as possible uh, to stop this thing. It's, you know, and, and people don't want to lock it down. So it's, it's just creating a really, uh, really weird situation. Just reminds me of all the disaster movies I grew up on in the 70s where there was like three or four white men that made a few bad decisions and then all these innocent people have to perish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just think how every zombie movie starts with the the virus and then, <laughs> and then we get here. So I've just been thinking about that as well. Yeah, and like in Jaws, they make a big deal out of closing the beach because, you, know, uh, you know, they say you should close the beach because of sharks. And then they do close the beach after one person dies. And this is a much, this is much bigger. And they're still arguing about whether or not the beach should be open. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. That's a really good point. Yeah, it's really <laughs> weird. It's also interesting how, especially films, like every single film uh, seems to have more resonance regardless. Like I'm sure if I was to watch like Ernest Goes to Camp, there would be a reason why that film like resonated with me 10 times stronger than it would a year ago. Because you see movies with, you know, where there's like one or two people in a holo- you know, one or two people on a desert island or whatever. And you're like, oh, like, that's like me. And then you see people with, you see movies with big crowds and you're like, oh, that's what we used to be. And it's almost like no matter what dumb movie it is, I'm just sitting there weeping. You know, right? because there's, there's either too many people or too few or, or something or a dog or whatever. The dog's not yeah, but it's, it's a like, constant. It's a yeah. constant perspective check to be yeah. watching these things, and you know and that's why, you know, I make a big part of the show now about, you know, just discussing the kinds of things we're watching, and what we would recommend for, you know, there's everybody's kind of reacting differently, but some people want stuff that's very comforting or nostalgic, and other people want you know, stuff that's new to take their, you know, everybody's got a, a different uh, approach. Yeah. Is there anything, let's uh, let's just go through and uh, I'll ask all of you, uh, starting with whoever uh, feels like they have a, a movie to recommend first. Um, I have a Nobody? movie to not recommend. Oh, okay. Well, we'll start off with, this is something, this is Joel Johnson's. This is even more exciting. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, uh, what? I hate, I hate watched The Lovebirds last week. Ew. <laughs> it already sounds bad. It's, yeah, it was pretty uh, bad. And I was rooting for it because it, 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 we had all the ingredients. We have Issa Rae and her beautiful black skin on the screen. We got an interracial colored relationship, but it was just too like zany. I, it, was, it was just like, what? I don't understand what's happening at this point. Yeah, so it kind of went um, off the rails. That Carmen, that's the one uh, Kumail Nanjiani is, uh, it's- Oh yeah, yeah. Ray. And it's very much like, uh, like a Scorsese's After Hours or Out of Towners or something, where it's a couple that just gets kind of ensnared in all this criminal activity or like date night, you know, it's just one of those movies where, um, you know, just all these weird incidents keep happening and they're, they're two very likable actors, but yeah, I agree with Joyelle. It's just like, it's frantic. And at one point, 
And at one point, Issa Rae chooses, you know, it's a, it's supposed to be a funny scene. It makes no sense because they're, they're, uh, they get choices of what, what kind of torture they're going to endure from some bad guys. And they're like, would you like, would you like some hot grease poured on your face or would you like to be kicked by a horse? And Kumail gets kicked by a horse and then Issa goes, I want the hot grease. Like she doesn't want to be kicked by the horse. But there's no way she would pick the hot grease to the face over getting kicked by a horse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I was like, why are these the choices? What was yeah. this brainstorm like? I was like, this weed wasn't involved. Like, I can tell when movies like weed was involved. I'm like, this was a different drug that was involved in the brainstorming yeah. of this scene. Yeah, like, the, lady, <laughs> the bad guy in that movie is just a crazy lady who just is sitting around thinking, of, well, we have a barn and a kitchen. That's two ways we could torture them. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Mind you, yeah, I'm not, you, say, you say that, that seems like an, you say it seems like an unlikely choice between being, you know, hot oil or a horse. And I'm not saying that my my schoolboy uh, days were quite like that, but we had a, a really strange art teacher. And to, to fully understand this, you need to know that children's sneakers in Britain, certainly in the '70s, were called daps. That was like a, a sort of like a, a nickname for kids' sneakers. And uh, like plimsolls, you know, like like the kind of sneakers that, that kids would would uh, would do gym in. Um, and if you were bad, the art teacher would give you a choice between uh, Roger the Ruler and Donald Dapper. And Roger the Ruler was being was being hitting over your knuckles with a ruler, like a wooden ruler. And uh, Donald Dapper was being smacked on your ass with like his sneaker, right? But which is weird in itself, but also he, he had an, anthropomorphized and anthro, you know what I'm saying. He had given human characteristics to these two implements of corporal punishment. Roger the ruler, <laughs> a, 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 you know, a, a male ruler, uh, and Donald the Dapper, another, another male, uh, you know, uh, a plimsoll. It was uh, very weird indeed. And then you had to sort of, as a, as a, as a, I was like nine, you had to choose with which thing you would be beaten. I guess I'm revealing too much on, on this show. <laughs> which one, which one did, did most people pick? I think they would pick the one they didn't choose the time before, you know, because you're like, well, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, let's uh, change it up a little bit this time. <laughs> well, if your ass still hurts from, from the dapper, you gotta right. pick the ruler, yeah. For sure, yeah, yeah. it was uh, also that guy. Roger the ruler. Yeah, <laughs> that, that guy was later arrested for flashing people on. Uh, oh, lovely. I know, it was quite a, uh, this was a private school that my parents were paying uh, people for me to attend. So, uh, so there you go. And that's, wow. and that's why Britain uh, should not be in charge of anything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's just fair. in case they just can't case. beat you at a private school, where <laughs> no. can they beat you? That's true, that is true. There you go. Sorry, I feel like, I think I've brought things down a minute, but there you go. Well, I'm traumatized now, I'm kidding, I'm fine. Is there something you could recommend, Carmen? Well, I, I like to watch uh, sad things. Uh, I don't like to watch happy love stories because I don't know why. I guess I'm just not, I don't know. They, it just, I do better when I watch like depressing shit. So I uh -huh. watched The Pharmacist. It was about opiate addiction. <laughs> it's not funny, it's not funny, but it was good. Sorry I laughed. Is it a documentary or? It's a documentary about a farm. He's a, it's, this man was amazing. He was a pharmacist and his, 
his son, I'm not giving anything away really. It was in the first hour that his son died from, um, from whatever that drug is. I can't think of the name of it right now, but um, he notices that it becomes this, you know, this horrible addiction and his pharmacy, all these kids come in and, and uh, have these fake prescriptions of uh, whatever that drug is. Can anyone remember the big opiate? Oxycontin, that's it, yeah. And oh, so uh, yeah. that's just lovely, uh, lovely to watch, you know, to, you just learn. I like to watch documentaries, you know? So there you go. That's my uh, two cents. It's called The Pharmacist. The Pharmacist. Okay. And yeah. uh, where, like where, where did you uh, watch it? I watched it here with my parents. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. what... Uh, what streaming services? Did it, did oh, Netflix. Play? Netflix. Oh, okay. oh, I was wondering why you asked. Like, you really cared who I saw it with. But. Yeah, what were you eating at the time? <laughs> what was the <laughs> my, par my parents just got Netflix like a week ago when I came down to see them. And, uh, and they still forget they have it. They're like, well, let's watch something on NBC. I'm like, you have Netflix now. You know, there's yeah. a lot. But they don't you know how to watch pick. They don't know how to you pick watch, something. Uh, just, uh, you know, just point them to season one of uh, Floor is Lava. I don't know that one. Oh, it's so dumb. It's like, oh. a, it's a game show where the, the set, the floor is like. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I've heard about that. Okay, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hook them on Love is Blind or 90 Day Fiance or one of those. Oh, my God. There's a, uh, a movie right now. Uh, uh, what's his name, Clark? Gaspar Noe? Gaspar Noe, yeah. Yeah. He's got a movie called Love that's on Netflix now. And it starts off with, like, full-on graphic, pornographic uh, sex scene. Like without that's even something. credits, there's that's no credit. <laughs> just, start. just go in. That it sounds starts. like that sounds like Outlander. I can, Have you seen Outlander? There's so much yeah. sex in it. I I was watching it with my boyfriend's mother, and I thought I was watching porn. It's wild. It's wild it's how no, dirty Netflix is getting. Yeah. Well, this like stars, that, but still, yeah. Yeah, there's that thing, 365 days. It's got like zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and it just looks like it's a like a softcore uh, porn movie. Why didn't they just call it a year? <laughs> <laughs> I sw probably because uh, numbers uh, come before letters in the alphabet, and if you have a movie that begins with a number. Uh, you're at the very beginning of everybody's oh. list of movies when they go to buy. Yeah, it's like a new strategy to have a to have yeah. like a movie that begins with the letter A, so you're not buried in the alphabet of movies. They also very specifically wanted you to know that it wasn't a leap year. That's the oh, thing. Yeah. They, they, didn't, they, they didn't care which year you thought it was, as long as it wasn't a leap year. <laughs> Take a decade. Two or three of those years might not be in play here. Uh, <laughs> okay, so. Um, Joyelle Mark. says, don't watch Lovebirds. Carmen says, the pharmacist, especially if you're missing, uh, you're, if you had an Oxycontin habit and you want to relive that. And yeah. um, uh, if you want to see what, uh, what's his name went through? What's the name of the guy? Uh, Limbaugh, Rush Limbaugh. Um, what do you think, Clark? What's the, well, uh, what's well, the maybe I'm, thing? 
I was going to say, maybe I'm misunderstanding this game, but I think I, I might pick something that, that people do actually want to watch, um, or some people. But I, uh, I'm, I'm plugging my own stuff here, really, but um, it's the 10th anniversary of Edgar Wright's film, uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Yes. And I wrote, I, I wrote an oral history of it for Entertainment Weekly, and obviously, you know, before I started doing that, rewatched it. And it's just a blast, I have to say. And it's got this, you know, then, well, still young, but but then very young uh, cast of up-and-coming stars, Michael Sarah, Mary Elizabeth Winston, mm -hmm. uh, Chris Evans, who's particularly excellent, um, Brie Larson, basically half the MCU uh, are in this film. It's very well cast. <laughs> uh, I would be hard-pressed to... It's one of those films you kind of have to see to quite get the hang of. It's It's got a lot of music in it. It's about... You know, Michael Sarah plays this guy who's in, an, in a Canadian indie rock band who, who, it's funny because right at the start, he kind of, he has a, a high school, he's in his 20s and he has a high school girlfriend and he sort of cheats on the high school girlfriend with an Amazon uh, courier played by uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. And you're like, well, I know Michael Sarah's, you know, goofily charming, but how is he going to dig himself out of this hole to make himself, a, you know, the audience embrace him? But, but, uh, but you kind of do, and it's you know it's it's inspired by video games and, and comic books, and it's a graphic novel adaptation, um, and it's also a sort of a superhero movie, and it's just a lot of fun. But also, I had the the opportunity. I mean, so that's my recommendation. But also, I had the opportunity to talk to the cast, and it was you know some movies, you know, people aren't falling over themselves to talk about Anaconda, for instance. J Lo's not like getting on the phone to talk about that time she battled a giant snake. Um, but Scott Pilgrim is a movie that, that didn't do that well at the box office, but that everybody involved in it really loves. And so, you know, there was a week where, like, Jason Schwartzman is calling me and Michael Sarah and Chris Evans. Uh, but because it's in the evening, I, I might have had a couple of drinks before a couple of these conversations uh, because, they're, they're, you know, these interviews are set up sometimes on short notice and I'm in the UK. And also, as I'm demonstrating amply now, I am talking way too much on those occasions when when I get. I have, uh, I've had about I've had about fifteen things I've wanted to say during this. Uh, this <laughs> well, you have to you have to apologize because when I mean to be honest, Doug, when you email me saying do you want to be on the show, I'm like I will talk to anybody. Like like three months ago, I would have been honored. Three months ago, I would have been honored to be on Doug Loves Movies. Now I just want to talk to anybody. Uh, and so, you know, what I'm saying is Jason Schwartzman knows a lot more about my personal life and sort of problematic relationships of the past three years than anybody else on the face of the planet. Uh, and uh, so I, this is really, I've come on to apologize to Jason Schwartzman. Uh, should he be uh, too late? Oh, yeah, he'll listen to this. Yeah. Oh, sure, sure. You've had Edgar as a, as a, as a guest, Doug, right? On uh, Edgar Wright, the director. Well, yeah, the that's what I, I was going to say. First yeah. of all, I love the expression Amazon courier in, in <laughs> association with Mary Elizabeth Winstead because yes. she's tall and, and she worked for Amazon. And then also, yes. uh, <laughs> I um, I was uh, in when it came out in the summer of uh, ten years ago. I was a huge fan, uh, you know, from opening weekend. I believe it opened yeah. against uh, Expendables movie, and yes. that's how I feel about those movies. They're perfectly named. Uh, but uh, in the case of Scott Pilgrim, I was just like just blown away by you know everything about it and. Uh, so I talked a lot, a lot about it on social media, 
And then, and uh, Edgar Wright reached out to me because he's, you know, sad that his movie that, you know, turned out so great yeah. just didn't, wasn't really received because people didn't know what it was. And um, yeah, and we became friends. And as a result, I've met almost, maybe there's one or two that I haven't yet, but I've met almost everybody in Scott Pilgrim through Edgar and they are all uh, just wonderful awesome people and uh keep seeing them all get more and uh and more popular and famous as time goes on yeah uh, it's, it's a good time sorry about that joyelle and carmen clark and i had to catch up about a movie <laughs> sorry yeah i actually um, went to grab some food and i'm back so i'm good <laughs> the <kidding>. whole pie <laughs> Uh, but that is a, always a great recommendation to people to uh, to check out uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. And uh, there's something else in addition to your oral history, Clark. Isn't isn't Edgar teasing that something else is about to happen with Scott Pilgrim? He was saying, well, to start with, they were going to re-release it in August, and they mm -hmm. they may still do in, in the same way that 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 anything can happen in the yeah. next month. Uh, it is possible they may be re-releasing Scott Pilgrim in August, but definitely they are uh, planning to do so at, at some point, even if I guess the 10th anniversary celebration re-release becomes an 11th anniversary re-release. I, I have no idea. Um, but yeah, they're also talking about maybe doing, they're a bit cagey about it, but maybe doing some sort of um, uh, like animated, like, like another version of the story that, that was animated uh, this time around. Uh, which people talk quite excited about, yeah. All right. Yeah, I mean, obviously it would lend itself to animation having been based on a graphic uh, series of graphic novels in the first yeah. place. Um, all right, so let's, uh, you know, take some pills and watch a double bill of the pharmacist and Scott yeah. Pilgrim and uh, when not Lovebirds the love comes on, turn it off. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no Lovebirds. Lovebirds are out. But, you know, also it's on Netflix, so if you like Issa Rae and, and Kumail, I would say still give it a give it a, a watch. Yeah. yeah. Um, we got to go to a brief... Mm -hmm. Sorry? I was just going to say, I could also recommend a documentary, I Am Not Your Negro, James Baldwin. Oh, of course. Black Lives James Matter. James Baldwin. Yeah. <laughs> Clark, talk about that for 20 minutes. Go. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> oh, great, because I need to go shower, so go ahead. <laughs> but I that is just, a great I was just glad you didn't, you didn't cut, cut her off, say, no, we do not have time. That would not have been, not have been a good look uh, all around. <laughs> sorry, you wasted all your time on Lovebirds. We could have been talking about Black Lives Matter, but Lovebirds uh, <laughs> needs some more attention. Um, but yes, I'm going to go to a commercial break right now. And uh, when we come back, we're going to play a game people are talking about from coast to the same coast. They're not talking about that much. We'll be right back. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact.
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We're back. (laughs) And it is time to play a game inspired by the popularity function on the IMDb website uh, and app. It's called, this game is called Weird Algorithm. (laughs) Because, did you know this, Clark, that, or any of you for that matter, that if you go on IMDb and you click on view the entire cast of a movie, it'll show you the list of everybody that's in the movie, you know, basically listed as they are in the credits in the movie, either alphabetically or billing or whatever. And, um, you can click on a thing that says, no, let's see the same list of people from this movie, but in order of their popularity, according to IMDb's algorithm, which I assume is just searches on IMDb for things. Well, that's just crushing. I mean, what, what kind of psychopath would pick that up? Not the gay. The gay is fantastic, <laughs> but, you know. Yeah, oh, that's the thing. Is uh, it, it, It's sort of like, you know, I, I'm loath to tell actors about it because right. I feel bad for them looking themselves up and seeing how they rank. But it's so it's all so random and silly. Yeah. And, uh, like this business isn't hard game. enough. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, it's... (laughs) And those rankings change all the time, right? Like, the number one person changes, what, like, every day or week or something like that? Oh, yeah. It's all depending on, like, you know, things that are going on in in the news and and in entertainment news. Pop culture in general will uh, shift these things. And and as you'll see, like, uh, these are all ones that I looked up today, so they should Mm. be up to date, but it's still... It's still a very, very strange algorithm, so it gives everybody a chance. I'll name a movie, then I'll go to each of you and ask you to name an actor or actress you think would be the, you know, the most popular person in that movie uh, today. And then uh, who, if, you get the, if you name the top person, you get three points. Second person, two points. Third person, one point. And <laughs> after three rounds, whichever one of you has the most points is the winner. Nice. Any questions? Oh, I'm ready. Um, I'm just wondering, like, if you commit a crime, like you get me too or something, does that make your popularity mm, grow? I'm up? sure it like does. If you're trending on Twitter. I thought you yeah. meant. I thought you meant if I commit a me too crime in the course of playing this game. I was like, what? what, what? <laughs> Come Wait on, a second. Now he's there with his mother. Come on. He's, yeah. He's got a, he's got a Roger. Just because he's all the way over there in, in South I, Wales, you got to be I, careful. I said it's my mother. All you know, all you've heard is a, is, a, is a muffled female voice in the distance. Yes. So, you know, I don't, you know. Someone, <laughs> someone is tied up nearby. We know that much. That's true. Yay. Okay. Um, so, Clark, you're up first because we're going to go alphabetically, but each of you will get a chance to go first. Plus, you can share answers. It's a, it's a sharing game. Mm. If you all agree, Aww. you can just share it. That's you right. share the victory. I'm going to say whatever uh, Clark says, probably. Just kidding. Okay. 
So the first movie is going back a little bit from 1978, <laughs> and it's called The Wiz. Yes. Big screen okay. adaptation of the uh, stage version of uh, The Wizard of Oz called The Wiz. Right. What do you think, Clark? Who in that movie do you think would justify... Would be I'm, the, worried, uh, I'm worried that I'm going to name the cast of a completely different movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that I will be that I will be that I will be basically racist towards black movies, and, and they'll go. be like, "Do all black movies look the same to you?" That's the cast of this movie of Car Wash. Um, this is <laughs> like this, Tyler Perry. I, I'm genuinely terrified about this, <laughs> but this is with this is with Michael Jackson in the Wiz, right? Right. Um, he is. He is. I can confirm that he is indeed in it. Well, in that case, I'm going to say Michael Jackson. I mean, Michael just Jackson even though, even though you know, he seems like a. a pop, I mean, I, I'm not making. I'm not making a joke. He seems like somebody people would know. Indeed. Most popular now. <laughs> most popular trending like right now. Yeah, today. But you know, like I said, this uh, algorithm—it's really unpredictable. You're gonna. Uh, I think by whenever I give you the answers, there's always some uh, shocking information. Okay, then I'll just add to the fun and just say Diana Ross. I mean, she's Dorothy. Yeah, let's go for that. I mean, I, I feel like Clark is correct, but I'm just going to mix it up a bit. Okay, it's a you know, smart play, I think. I mean, I know how it's going to work out, so I, I, I really can't tell you what kind of play I think it is. Carmen? <laughs> um, well, those are the only two I remember in the movie. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm going to go with Michael Jackson. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Can I, can I, can I change my answer? You sure can. Because she was just trending the other day, so I'm going to say Lena Horne. Oh, yeah, I think she celebrated a birthday recently. It was her birthday the other day. Oh. I'm going to say Lena Horn just because. Yes. It was so funny, too, because when someone's passed away and then it's been a few years and then they have a birthday and people are like, happy birthday, Lena Horn. Like when they don't throw the word late in there, I start to get, I got like almost excited. Like, wait, I thought Lena Horn was dead. Like, that's awesome if she's not dead. And then, of course, she is dead. All right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Meanwhile, Olivia de Havilland is a hundred. I was just going to say she's still alive. That's crazy. <laughs> she's like 104. Yeah. 104. They show a picture of her when she was, you know, probably 80. <laughs> yeah. 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 There's no current. Um, so yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. So, uh, you know, this always shakes out in a really interesting way. I'm just grateful that there weren't any roles for white people in this movie because unfortunately they probably. <laughs> you know, be number one. Um, yeah. <laughs> Nipsey Russell played the Tin Man. He, he uh, was uh, at number nine. And then Ted Ross is the Lion is number eight. Quincy Jones appears yeah. briefly playing an organ in um, that place they go Emerald to at City. the end. Emerald, Emerald City. City. Yeah, he's sitting there playing. He's like the musician at Emerald City. So it's a little cameo for Quincy. Yeah, he's and then, the movie. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, sixth place is uh, Lena Horne. Ooh. So pretty good ranking considering she uh, hasn't been with us for a while. Uh, this is another weird one. In fifth place, uh, Iman, the fashion model. What? Oh, nice. Who did she play? 
She's like an extra in it or something. Nice. Like she's just like a cool looking person, probably probably also in the Emerald City. Yeah, um, I bet she was there. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and then um, Diana Ross comes in at number four. Nice. Diana Ross would not, would not appreciate coming in at number four. Absolutely yeah. not. <laughs> yeah. No, she. And Saints will be rolling over IMDb if Diana, if Miss Ross yeah. gets a gets a knowledge of that. Wait till she hears that the other Supremes were higher than her. On oh. What? <laughs> Florence. <laughs> um, no, uh, so, but you were, uh, points need to be awarded for those who said Michael Jackson because he did come in number three. Mm. So who said Michael? Clark said Michael. I said I said Michael as well. And Carmen said Michael. So you each have one point, but Joyelle is close behind with no points. Here's another, here's another weird one. Uh, second, ranked second in the Wiz, someone who is a guest at Aunt Emma's party and is uncredited. Wow. Robin Givens. Nice. Whoa. <laughs> That's a deep cut, baby. Wow. How weird is that? that and then this is, this is actually pretty cool and a nice sign for his legacy. Number one, out of all the gifted and amazing people in uh, The Wiz, number one is The Wiz himself, Richard Pryor. <gasps> uh, oh! I forgot he was in it. Dur, dur, dur. Yeah, because he just shows up at the end and he's behind yeah. the curtain. <laughs> um, yeah. But there you go. So that's, that's round one. We got two more rounds to go. All right. I just Anybody's good. Anybody's if, if, all of, if, if, if all of the films are black exploitation musicals, I'm going to be frantically trying to lose for the next. Well, minute. you know, <laughs> let, me, let me let me assure you of that. All I do is sit around and try to think of ways to make Joyelle look good, and so uh, all <laughs> and, the and movies I don't succeed. <laughs> I know, right? It totally. You're saving it for the end, Joyelle. <laughs> I mean, come on! Is, is there anybody less likely to beat me than the white man in the South of Wales? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, got, I was hoping I got for chariot. I was hoping for chariots of fire or some merchandise. Yeah. Like anything, <laughs> anything with Emma Thompson. Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> well, I think this might be better for you, this next one. Uh, but Joyelle does get to go first this time. Yeah. And uh, it's the motion picture with an exclamation point at the end of the title. It's so exciting. Mama Mia. Mama Mia. Mm. Also Mama based Mia. on a Broadway musical. So you guys know what the uh, theme is here. Yeah, I'm going to come out the gate and say Meryl Streep. That's fair. She is, I assume she's the mama. <laughs> the mama. mama. <laughs> Who are they referring to in that title? I think it's just an expression. I mean, there are a lot of old white women in that movie, but... <laughs> oh, I guess maybe it's the, maybe it's the daughter is saying, Mama Mia. <laughs> what have you done, Mom? Why did you have sex with three guys in one weekend? God, I can't remember who the guys in that are. I know one of the dudes. Just imagine some bad singing. <laughs> some act actors. That just makes singing. me think of Russell Crowe <laughs> for some reason. Yeah, yeah. Um, the women, the women in Mamma Mia are all songbirds, and then the men are famous actors who are willing to try. <laughs> 
All right. I well, I can't remember their names, so that's not going to help. Um, yeah. So I'll say, you know what? I'll say Meryl Streep because I can't. I can't remember those guys. I okay. Name one of the men. What do you think, Clark? I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I actually went to see Mama Mira Broadway with my mother, who I'm pretending is here. Uh, and you know, not, a, not a young girl tied up. Um, the uh, I'm going to say because I think it would have amused you to see her at number one. I'm going to say Christine Baranski. Yeah. Oh yeah. That would amuse me. That would amuse me a great deal. Uh, and she should be a pretty popular figure right now because of uh, the Good Fight, mm -hmm. which I hear is great. But I I never even watched a Good Wife, so it's uh, I feel like I can't catch up at this point. But then wouldn't Meryl be number one? I mean, in all honesty, like if I, my life depended on it, uh, I would say Meryl, but I'm, I'm, I'm not going to change my mind. I'm, I'm going to stick with Christine Baranski. You're going to lock it in? Yeah. Christine Baranski and Meryl Streep for Joyelle and for Carmen? Yep. All right. I only wrote down to number four, but I thought it was interesting because four is Stellan Skarsgård. Oh, great actor, not a great singer. <laughs> Number three, and his singing in this and the sequel, Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again, which I think that title is just in reference to this man, <laughs> is uh, Pierce Brosnan. Oh, yeah, yeah Remington that's Steel. That's the only one I know. Yeah. 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 You took my heart away. You made me feel so good. That's <laughs> um, pretty good. It was brutal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but coming in at number two, Meryl Streep. Yeah, she was just All trying right. the other day as well. So that's two points for Joyelle and two points for Carmen for that. And number one is, of course, what I was speculating is the title character played by uh, Amanda Seyfried. Ah, I, almost, uh, yeah. I was um, not saying her name correctly. Did you? Well, that's that's the thing about her is that I think she just lets it slide when people say it one way or the other. Like, I don't think she corrects people ever. Because um, I, I, I just remember always wondering which one it really is. Do you know, Clark? Do you know how it's pronounced? I, I do not. Uh, I do not. I do not. <laughs> You've never had to interview her and sp say it out loud? No. And also, you actually don't. One of the one of the great things about interviewing people is you actually don't have to say their names for the most part. Because because I wouldn't come in if someone said, someone said oh, you're interviewing with Doug. I'm like, I wouldn't be coming in and going, hello, Doug Benson. My name's Clark Collis. How's it going? You know, it's not really, it doesn't really come up that much. Um, I, Amanda's deep friends? I don't know. I really don't know. I have the confidence of, of somebody that already uh, has no idea. I remember, <laughs> I remember working on, uh, I was helping write the jokes for a uh, MTV movie awards mm -hmm. and she was a presenter. And so it became a big debate. You know, one of those things that is amazing about show business where everybody sat around for 20, 30 minutes trying to figure it out and then using different sources and, one place would come back at Seyfried, another place would come back and say it's Seyfried, and like it's just like no, no consistency on how to pronounce it. And to this day, I feel like I still don't know. Yeah, so I, I don't to... like that. <laughs> I was watching uh, Charlize Theron being interviewed 
on the TV last night because it's the kind of exciting thing I do now. Um, and there was a whole discussion, like the first, it was weird because she was promoting this movie and there was like a 10-minute discussion how to, how to, how, the, the two interviewers, the two hosts of this chat show were sort of talking to her, not really letting her have a word in edgeways, much like I'm doing with you folks, about how you <laughs> pronounced Theron. And it turns out that no one's ever got it right. And she said how, she said how you pronounced it, and it was like the brown note or something. It was like something that only dogs could hear. It was like, <laughs> it was like, I'm like, I, no way. And I come from Wales where nothing is understandable. <laughs> and it yeah. was just like, it was just like, it was, it was, it was, I, I, you know, there's no way I can pronounce it like that. Give it Did she, she burped? It was, <laughs> it was very yeah. much like that. You know? yeah. I always thought it was the wrong. It is I, not, yeah. but, but she's I someone that's just given up on correcting people. You know? Yeah, it's a South African yeah. guttural thing, probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm a big proponent of people pronouncing names right because people always mess up my name. And um, same thing happened. I do warm up for the Patriot Act when we were able to tape. And Hassan Minaj, his name is Hassan, and he people were calling him Hassan for the longest. And then he got on Ellen and had like a 10 minute discussion about pronouncing his name right. And he said his father was so disappointed, but it's like, no, pronounce my name right. So yeah. That should be the first thing that comes up when you Google somebody, it's a clip that has them or somebody else correctly pronouncing their name. That's true. Cause they do that for, for the definition of words. You can click on that little microphone. Yeah. You know? Yeah, because I'd really like to just know, you know, I just like to know because I, I hate saying somebody's name wrong to their face. Doug, how do you say your last name? Beyonce Hall. <laughs> oh, <ta. laughs> um, Okay, so, uh, uh, wow, this is exciting. We got Clark with one point, Joyelle with two, and Carmen with three as we yeah. barrel into the third and final round. And first up is uh, Carmen. Uh oh. Yeah, Carmen. <laughs> but you, got, you, know, you have plenty of time. I know. <laughs> All right, here we go. Your answer. Don't worry about changing your answer. You got plenty of time. We'll lock it in after everybody's decided. Okay. Um, the film from the same year as The Wiz, interestingly enough, I oh, would geez. not have guessed this, 1978. It's. Greece. Ah! Okay. <laughs> um, oh my gosh, what is her name? I can't remember her name. She, can I call her by her character name or is that bad? Is well, what's her character name? Maybe we can help you. Rizzo. Oh, Stalker Channing. Yes, yeah, Stalker, I'll go with her. She was, she was 43 when they made that movie. <laughs> she might as well be. She's great. Yeah, I no, like she's her. like she's like late twenties. I mean, they were all in their all the high school students were in their twenties, except for I think Olivia Newton-John was closest to her real age, or closest to what she was supposed to be. But she was still she was still probably twenty twenty one or something. Um, all right, what do you think, Clark? I think I was trying to be too cute last time, and I think <laughs> I would be. It would be. I would be foolish not to say John Travolta. I think that's my that's my that's my guess. Well, that's kind of forcing Joyelle to not be foolish. 
<laughs> well, I, I, I didn't really mean it like that. It's like you're preemptively insulting. Or he's calling me answer. foolish. Uh, uh, yes. uh, yeah, you're insulting everybody. Yeah, more, wow. Oh, boy. I am going to be me too before the put your but Put your mother on, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, since I got challenged to be foolish, I'm going to be cutesy and say Lorenzo Lamas. <laughs> nice. Nice. Oh, nice. Very nice. That so is a fun, that's a fun answer. Lorenzo. Okay, back to you, Carmen. Do you want to stick with Stalker Channing? Wow. Um, yes, I will. Okay. And Clark is sticking with Johnny Travs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You ever interview him? I did. He is oddly, uh, only over the phone. Um, he is oddly shy, I have to say, given mm. the, given the, you know, uh, sexy cockiness that he tends to exude um he, he is not as you would imagine i mean he was very nice yeah. but uh, but really really quite shy which which always i never understand how people it's like de niro not that de niro is shy particularly but he's a real tough interview and you're like well can't, Ugh, you're a really yeah. good actor can't you just like act as if you're somebody who can do an interview you know what i mean like you can pretend yeah. you're somebody who murders people uh, pretending yeah. you're somebody that can that can string seven words together would seem easier than that. But uh, yeah, he was fine. He, it was also for that um, movie, The Fanatic, the Fred Durst movie, which uh, I didn't like as much as some of other John Travolta movies. I think it's fair to say. But um, there you go. Oh, I didn't. I don't even know that one. It was uh, is directed by Fred Durst of Limp Biscuit fame. Uh, John Travolta yeah. plays. <laughs> Plays a stalker who stalks um, uh, a character uh, uh, who, who plays who stalks like a horror movie actor. Essentially, it's um, it's uh, weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know maybe Fred Durst. Know. I know Fred Durst directed that movie with Ice T, the like the comebacks or something like right. that. Right. I mean, uh, it just wasn't. It wasn't really my. It wasn't quite. My thing, I think it's better to say. But uh, oh, and real quick, real quick, <laughs> I, Ice Cube. I said Ice T. I was about to say but it's Ice Cube. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, okay, so <laughs> black ice matters. I don't know. Um, I'm gonna say Olivia <laughs> Newton-John since we change in answers. Oh, okay. Oh, interesting. I kind of mm, okay. Or you want to change yours, Carmen? Well, I uh, I kind of wanted to, but I didn't want to piggyback. But um, I'm going to leave it, actually. I'm going to leave it. With Stalker Channing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Clark is saying John Travolta. Joyelle is saying Olivia Newton-John. And Carmen's going with Stalker Channing. Yep. Here we go. Yeah. At number four. Because that's all the only ones I wrote down. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people in that movie. But that was such a good pull. Lorenzo Lamas finished hey. the fourth. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, yeah so close. Uh, but nobody actually ended up going with him. Uh, number three is uh, Rizzo. Oh, yes. Darker Channing. And... Uh, Number two, so that's one more point for Carmen, so she's up to four points. Number two, this is another one of those ones that the, uh, this site comes up with these, and I'm like, I don't, I can't believe this. 
Apparently, the actor Michael Bean, who's in the Terminator no. movies, Avatar, I guess, he, uh, <laughs> or no, which one was he in? He's in, he's in a bunch of James Cameron movies. Yeah. He um, he's, uh, has an uncredited role. He does something in Greece. Like, he's in there somewhere. So they gave, so he's second. <laughs> but what has he done lately that, why would he be so popular? I, I do not know. I do not know. Because, um, yeah, he was in a bunch of Cameron movies. He's the guy that comes back from the future in Terminator. Yeah, he's, he's, and, yeah. he's either, I can never remember, but he's either Hicks or Hudson in Aliens. He's the one that isn't Bill Paxton. Um, yeah. He's great, but no, I can't think of what he's done recently. Oh, yeah, he's the bad guy in The Abyss. I thought he was really good yeah. in that because he, cause he goes crazy because of the, uh, you know, pressure of being underwater. Um, okay, number one. It is John Travolta. Oh wow! You know, I yeah. feel I feel like, but I'm kind of a ringer here. I don't think it's fair. I, you know what I mean? Like, it's sort of. I'm not funny. I work in an entertainment magazine. It's just not fair. Well, you just, know, I take it. I would take it. Take it. Here's the thing. First of all, you're only you're tied with Carmen. We have a two way tie. Oh, okay. Danielle <laughs> is tired of winning, so she doesn't mind just hanging out for a second. I'm so cute. Um, it's winning all the time, but um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's unfair at all that you. Uh, I don't think you brought any particular advantage to this, Clark. I thought you were going to say you didn't bring any other particular talents to this to the show. <laughs> so, at least I just have that. been tired of. I've been talking too much lately, and I just wanted to get a guest who could take over that for me. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, you, you've been a delight because <laughs> this is our this is our first time meeting, even, even you know, uh, just over Zoom. And I, I really appreciate you being here. But you and Carmen need to go head to head now. This is oh, a speed right. thing. All right. This is a speed thing. The first person you can tell me, so you can just take a few guesses each, as quickly as possible. Uh, who is? The second most popular person, not the top person, Ooh. who's the second most popular person in the motion picture was when the other route was turned into a Broadway musical, the movie Beetlejuice. Ooh. Oh, my God. Who's number two? Uh, Winona Ryder? That is correct. Oh, my yes. God. <laughs> Yeah, because Michael Keaton got the number one slot. And then Catherine O'Hara, Gina Davis, and Alec Baldwin. I mean, that's a solid – those five people all had substantial and ongoing uh, careers, and even one of them did some archery. It's pretty amazing. You'd think Alec Baldwin would be number one because of all his SNL stuff. Or even yeah. Winona, because mm -hmm. she's, you know, on Stranger Things. Yeah, I think that's why she's two. I think Catherine O'Hara is three because of uh, – you know, Shit's Creek, Creek is really popular, and uh, yeah, and and uh, Keaton's number one in that case because uh, you know now he's talking about. Aren't they discussing with him coming back and playing Batman in Batman. something? Yeah, in yeah, baby. Yeah, the only <laughs> Batman. <laughs> Joyelle is on the record that Michael Keaton is the only Batman. I agree. Only Batman. Yeah. He was great. So good. Uh, he's terrific. 
he did bring like a personality that nobody else bothered to do with Batman. They all think he should just be boring. Yeah, <laughs> his quirkiness is so fun, and it's like yeah, Superman can be boring. Batman needs up. to be. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so uh, congratulations to Clark. The other thing I was going to say though, when you were saying it's unfair, is that you don't win anything. <laughs> <laughs> You know, there's no there's no prizes. I mean, you can strut around South Wales bragging about it all you want. Except uh, I can't because I'll be wearing a mask. But yes. Yeah, well, <laughs> it'll be like it'll be like They were understand what I'm saying. You'll have to lift it up to uh, you know, get a pint in there when you're done. I'm just thinking how I'm gonna if there's any way that I can explain to my mother that I won something this evening and what that thing was. <laughs> Moms are always <laughs> proud though. I'm sure she, I'm sure she'll be proud of you. I guess. Oh I guess. yeah. She must be very impressed that you're uh, uh, I will say I will say I once came uh, the only thing I've ever really won was uh I won a journalism award for writing this is really dumb, but I won a journalism award for writing a feature about why they never made a third Fletch movie. Um <laughs> which which I think on my deathbed, I'll think I spent a month writing a feature about why they never made a third Fletch movie. Um, and I went to this uh, ceremony and it was, the thing with journalism awards is they don't really, the, the categories aren't in genres, but they're in length. So if you're, if you're like feature is 2000 or 3000 words, you're up against other articles that are 2000, two, 3000 words, regardless of their subject matter. And I was honestly up against a feature about this busload of nuns who'd been murdered. And I was just like, please don't let me win. Please don't let me win. And mercifully, I didn't win. And I came second. And it was this this, this glass trophy, which I, I wrapped up and I sent to my mom. In, and this was in New York. And I sent it to my mom in, in Wales. And two weeks later, she called me up really worried. She was like, why did you send me a box of broken glass? And it was as if I'd like was like the mafia, and had sent her a box of broken glass as a warning because the trophy had, had smashed into smithereens. <laughs> on the, on the all way. right, there's a lot to lot to go over there, and what you all. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just going to jump to the murdered nuns. What did they do to deserve it? I don't. I don't know. I don't. But I, I didn't. I don't know. I mean, I mean nothing. Who did Sorry, to be clear, they did nothing to deserve it. I mean, they were. They didn't they piss were somebody off. I mean, they clearly pissed somebody off, but uh, they weren't, they weren't, no, I want to absolutely, I want to try to get out of this without being cancelled. The nuns oh were innocent God. in this situation. Uh, I just didn't want to, I just didn't want to, 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 to be victorious over the, over the article. Yeah, that is, um, that is very uh, shocking that, uh, you know, that, that just goes to show you how much better a writer you are, because it seems like a slam dunk for that person who wrote that article to, for, for there to be sympathy, whereas right. your article, you had to have people sympathize for who, Kevin Smith? <laughs> yes, it was Kevin Smith. <laughs> <laughs> uh, could, each of you, could each of you please send me, especially the winner, Clark, could each of you, if you have like a crown sitting around or a trophy of some kind, do you still have your award from the, uh, the 2000 words? Um, please send me a picture of each of you. Send me a picture of yourself and your, you know, your environment in which you uh, participated in this. And I'll uh, throw it together and make a collage and put it on my uh, 
uh, social media. And um, do you, is there anything specific you like to promote, starting with Clark Clawless, EW? Just, just, just to tell people, Entertainment Weekly uh, is an excellent magazine that everybody should subscribe to. It's a real bargain. Uh, and my Twitter handle is at Clark Collins. Love it. Thank you. Joy L. Johnson. Oh, man, we're not doing the final game. I don't have a, a, a way to redeem myself. Whatever. That um, was the final game. It's been, we've been together for an hour now. I know. I always look, I always thought that last game of us choosing an actor is the final game. Anyway. Oh, that I is fun. <laughs> yes. I am at Joyelle Nicole on social media. And yeah, I, I'm uh, doing stretches and stories on Saturdays on Instagram Live, but I might switch that. But yeah, look out for stretches and stories because I'm also a yoga instructor and I like to Ooh. talk a lot of shit, so. I love it, that's cool. Um, <laughs> it's funny, the same thing happened to uh, when I switched it up on, uh, when Lisa Traeger was on, she said the same thing when I was wrapping it up. Like, aren't we going to do the one where we name all the, like, she was looking forward to that, too. So apologies, That's a fun for, one. apologies yeah. for changing it up on you. And I'll try to remember. I'll try to have both of you back to play play that game specifically. Oh, good. Oh, and, please uh, let me go head to head with Lisa. I would love it. Please. And, uh, <laughs> the, the guy who wasted half an hour with his long, tedious stories will not be invited back. But there you go. <laughs> um, well, it's just, it, yeah, it's... Um, you know, next time I, I need somebody to tell everybody what Scott Pilgrim is, I'm going to give you a holler. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but I, I feel that way all the time because I always want to talk about Scott Pilgrim. Uh, uh, Carmen Lynch, the album, it's out now. Perfect time to get and enjoy an album from a hilarious person. And it's called Vertically Obese. Thank you. Yes, it's out now. So please order... Because you're, you're a tall lady is the point of that title. Is the point, yep. Joyelle yeah. is just as tall, so she gets it. She's vertically obese, too. Oh, yeah, <laughs> baby. We did trees. We are. We're trees. Um, and I'm on Carm, at Carmen Comedian for everything. So that's my social media handle. That's fantastic. And I'm at Doug Loves Movies if you want. Strictly Douglas Movies Talk on Twitter, or you could just go to my regular Doug Benson account, but I think everybody's listening new about that already. i got a new podcast premiering very soon called Wide World of Dougs with Doug Mellard, and uh, hope to have all of you on, on that podcast someday. One more time, I'd like to thank Clark Collis and Joy L. Johnson and Carmen Lynch. And as always... Didn't I promise you fireworks? Yeah! Now it's time for Doug to watch another talkie. Eyes of gold, his viewing prowess makes him cocky. There's no room in.